This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Hello, 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 and welcome to the last match reaction of the season. Unless we decide to do one tomorrow for the under-23s um, magnanimous victory, or what it's looking like anyway, against Stoke. Um, big thanks to everyone who's joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and to anyone who's listening to pod as well. We're, of course, part of the 90-min football network, and joining me today, I've got Stu and Luke. How are you both this evening? <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good. My, fair to middling. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually quite. Su- I mean, this is the. I'm kind of glad that it's the last one because I'm quite suffering today. <laughs> the first time, first time this season. I mean, I, I haven't gone mad all all season long, and it didn't seem like we had yesterday either. But then, totaling it up, it, it was quite a large amount in the short space of time. But yeah, but yeah. Stu, when you say you're not going mad, you still drink about eleven points. No, you won out of that yesterday. It was probably, mm, uh, probably about seven. Yeah, about seven or eight or something like that. In two and a half, it was ish. <laughs> I would not be functioning. Oh god, I'd say, I'd be break dancing in the middle of yeah. the weather spoons in Crocs for summer. <laughs> the Ellesmere Port Labour Club. They treated us well, so. Uh, <laughs> Several points of uh, Tetley's dark mild in there, as you do. He's a 38 year old man, but yeah, join the party. It was the best part of the day. Well, I was going to say that there was a title decider this weekend, guys. Um, it went down to the wire, but Thomas Telford won the National Schools Under 2012 Cup this weekend, didn't they, Luke? They did, they did, and thank you for saying that. Um, and and that was the biggest match of the weekend. Match. I, that, Forget, I was going to say that, that, that. And, and Liverpool. It was all about Thomas Telford against Shenfield under twelves because my lad was playing in he. So that was the biggest one. Well, where was the Wolves was, lads in there as well? So it is linked to the Wolves, the Wolves as well. Yeah. Where where was the um? Where was the final curiosity? It was at the Albion. I was. Yeah, it was at the Albion. Um, Spider City. Shit hole. Honestly, I was just saying, like I was saying to you two before we went on, on air, there was actually cobwebs on, I'd say, a good 40% of the seats. <laughs> oh, honestly, I wish I would have took pictures because people think I'm just lying because it's about the album. But honestly, you had to dust your seats down and everything. It was it's a shit hole. Absolute shit hole. Would we prefer to talk about the under twenty twelve uh, under twelves cup final or the Liverpool match? Because genuinely, I'm 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 fifty fifty to be honest. It was a good game. It was a good game. It's on YouTube, <laughs> so you can catch it. Funny. It was a really good game. But we'll talk about Wolves and Liverpool if we have to. Uh, yeah, let, let's go for it. Because mentioned it was it was the last game of the season, and let let's be honest, the mood around um, Wolves the last month or so has been getting. Sour and sour. I don't want to use the T word, so we'll go for sour at the moment. And toxic. Oh, I was thinking all kinds of things then. <laughs> what could this possibly be? <laughs> no, I, I think if you call a team toxic, that's that's like that's that that's the cross on the door. That's the death sentence, in my opinion. Well, did did Britney off? To be fair, yeah. did Britney Spears shave her hair off after she released that that song? Yeah, she looked I'm like you. Sure, Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure timeline-wise. Yeah. Maybe there's something in it. Maybe we'd toxic really to is toxic. We would have to check. Sounds um, like a conspiracy that does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, starting line-up-wise, oh, I was going to say, he, he seemed to have reverted back a little bit. Obviously, John Ruddy didn't start the game. He did feature because Saar got injured. Um, so I think that game he played against... Norwich the other week was a bit of a 
send-off match rather than anything else, which I think we all sort of suspected. And a front three and a front two of Neto and Jimenez. Stu, were you happy enough with the lineup? Just bored. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably our strongest team. What else did he meant to yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, well, yeah. We, Start we, the kids who are all playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just one of them. One, it, it, to be fair, when, when I saw it, I thought, oh, okay. Just, just okay. Well, we got three midfield and we played, uh, played pretty all right against them at home, apart from Hoover messing it all up for everyone. Um, so I thought, okay, we'll see what happens then. I mean, I wasn't excited by it. I thought, well, maybe give Chiquinho a try or something like that and not at wing back, maybe be a bit braver. But to be fair, I thought, when we come on to it, I thought it worked for the most part for what we could possibly do against them. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just, it's just across the stage where it's just the same every week and it doesn't matter who, who does come in. They're all the same. They're all equally as bad as each other, especially up front. But then after well, two yeah, minutes. I mean, we're, we're never going to like go, go to a back four and really kind of no. work with the shape. We're always going to play a three man midfield because we're against Liverpool. And that, that kind of leaves you well two up front. Jimenez is arguably always going to start, even ahead of Silver, despite what I think we all would argue in this in this virtual room, as it were. Um but yeah, it, it did feel like that very samey, but not in a good way. Um one thing I want to sort of chat about before we get it right into the game was I guess the atmosphere and the build-up. So Stu, you were there um on Sunday. Did there, I'm trying to think of the best way of phrasing this now, was there sort of a different mood in the air around Liverpool? Was there sort of that, a, a nervousness? Because obviously they did the things with the flares, with the coaches, trying to, you know, trying to create atmosphere. And well, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what you thought of the actual atmosphere on the day. I mean, weirdly, because we, we got there really early for us. I mean, we were there for... We were in the ground for two o'clock, well, three o'clock. So in a whole hour before kickoff, and it was like, well, around the around that that side of the ground. I mean, obviously it's a building side to the minute anyway. Um, but they they were very quiet. From their, their fans were very quiet. So it's not in, like Liverpool fans. Oh, no, no, it's a, going against Taipei. Eh? Um, <laughs> they, they had this. The, the the biggest noise was coming from inside the ground where they were talking about this. We have got a fan park with a big screen, but we're not showing the game on it. I was like, oh, okay. And then we walked around the corner, and then there was this. There was a couple of guys with points, and I thought, well, they're drinking outside. It's probably going to be the same cost as what it is inside anyway, so we might as well just get in. Um, but once we were in the ground, I mean, <laughs> it was like a party atmosphere, uh, despite how shit we are. And the last since the Arsenal, the first Arsenal game, it's been one of them. Well. <laughs> It just gets from bad to yes, worse. Um, everyone was just there for a good old time and hoping that Liverpool would lose and lose the title. But, but yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, it was great atmosphere wise for us. But yeah, for them, it was if it was nerves or it was just them being shit shit fans that they are. You couldn't really tell any difference to what it normally is, really. To be honest, what from watching it on the telly though, one thing. Um... I'll say his Wolves fan sounded class again. Yeah. Um, yeah, we bought, yeah, we definitely bought it. Even when they were singing You'll Never Walk Alone at the uh, before kickoff, you could still hear the Wolves fans. Yeah, singing God Save the Queen over it as well, which was quite hilarious. Well, I think they were singing, was they singing We Are Wolves? Yeah, they yeah, kind of mer- it merged into me. You could hear it on so, the telly, man, and oh, it almost brought a tear to my eye. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was probably the best... Away, I mean, our away support has been not great this season. I mean, I've talked about this multiple times. Maybe it's a, a hangover from the bad times or whatever the last two years. Who knows? But it hasn't been what it was before. And yesterday it was. It was really good from start to finish. And yeah, a lot of that was Gallows humour and, and taking the piss out of them lot and everything. But despite that, it was still, like you said, it was just, it was noise. It was a war of noise and coming from one place. And it wasn't them. The only, the only time they made any noise at all was when they that we faked them out again and they thought they were going to be the league. It, and that, to be fair, that was probably the loudest I've ever heard any ground ever, anywhere I've been. 
I mean, that, that cheer when they thought that Villa had equalised to make it 3-3 was as loud as I've ever heard anything. And it didn't really, it didn't exist. Yeah, you can't <laughs> beat it even that. Better. You can't beat that. Remember when it happened to us? Was it yeah. when we missed out on the playoffs? Was we playing Blackpool or something like that? Or yeah. we needed yeah. a Blackpool result? And we got done, man. It's horrible. It, it, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to happen, in it? It don't matter who yeah, you are. It's, it's class when it's not happening to you. Like yeah, when you, yeah. I heard the Liverpool fans cheering and I was like, oh, nah, don't tell me Villa have equalised. Because I think Man City had just made it 3-2. Yeah. And then um, nothing come through and I was just buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. The fact that we've then we've chanting about VAR or some, or saying it's gone to VAR. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we've done them twice in four years with the same joke and they fell for it twice. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Well, it's our best humour though. Best in the land, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, it reminded me on Saturday. It gave me proper Richard Stearman vibes when we scored in the first couple of minutes because that was pissing on chips. What a ruddy start! Like, yeah. I mean, you know what? We 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 usually, you know, we we tend to kind of go through goal by goal and stuff like. We probably won't take because can't be asked really to talk about the Liverpool goals. To be honest. But how fucking shit was that defending? That was, honestly, Luke, if that had happened um, for your lad's team, for Thomas Telford, you'd be fuming at under yeah, 12. It was so bad. Especially because that Canate, he's after, he's not like, and he's just completely <laughs> jumped under the ball. You know, I'm not going to moan about it. It wasn't um, even like the first time. Like, it was planned. They, they knew something like that was going to happen. That's why. Well, you could see we was hitting that ball quite a lot. Yeah. In, in, into that hole. Um, behind him but I mean when you, I know we can only talk about one goal but how many chances did we have as well mm. I know yeah really I mean, really ex- exploited them at times um, I mean, that, that first half in particular when we had, we had, when we had Neto on and we'll, we'll move on to how things kind of changed mm. that was uh, like that first half an hour I think that's how we think Wolves should play every week now that is how Wolves should play every week. Yeah, not but what we, we don't because we don't play. We but we don't play Liverpool every week. We don't play a team who has such a high line who are, who are without their best centre half every week. But it was just. But it, to me, it just shows. You know what? When you just when... show a bit of bollocks and try yeah. and go at somebody, you can cause them problems as much as they can cause you problems. So why not? Obviously, you have to gauge sort of. You know, you're playing Liverpool away. You can't go at them sort of 60 times in a 90-minute game because you're just not going to have the ball as much. But when we're playing teams like Norwich, come on, let's pull it on them a little bit. But so mm. often we seem to just sit back and that's why the fans get annoyed because mm. that's that's not our philosophy. Wolves' philosophy, in my opinion, has always been quite direct. So when we yeah. don't play direct, that's when we get frustrated. I mean, we, we created more chances yesterday... Than all three games against Norwich this season. <laughs> See, and this is what I'm mean, it's, like, it, it's a it's a joke. It, it's I mean, we, we can put that we, we can put that clip of you saying shock up again, but it wasn't a shock, was it? Because we all know that it, we knew that yesterday was going to happen like that because this is what this Wolves team have done for the last. But, but we're reactive. Years. We're a reactive team. We we yeah. we're not savvy enough on the ball to be able to open up teams like Norwich on a consistent basis this is where people say that oh we did the double over Everton and um, Everton and Watford when I say that but, but we, we, we never we, go after that's what it is maybe yeah, we, we just can't play against the, against the, the low block because obviously yeah. Liverpool play a lot higher than Norwich would at home mm. but then that's a concern so where's our plan B where we yeah. can still be direct but we just have to be direct in a different way maybe with a little threaded through ball or you know instead of going looking for that clip behind in the channel and we have to come through centrally, but we just haven't got anyone apart from Morgan Gibbs White. But yeah. obviously, we that's a separate that. conversation. But, I mean, that was always my thing with Adama Traore. I can never get my head round we didn't have him start his runs much near the halfway line. Why? Why we? You know, why have you got the fastest man on the pitch, like hanging back in the middle of his own half to start his run? Then just. All his goals, all his quality came when he was on the last man. And we knocked the ball over the top, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't quite put my head around because I think it must be a mentality thing more than a coaching thing because it's dragged over from last season as well. That they just 
can't get past that chess game in terms of, well, I know Bruno said it before, hasn't he? Um, about, oh, we know when to attack. Um, our fullbacks know when to get forward, judging by where the other wingbacks are on the opposition. But we need to bring the game to them, not just be reacting to where the opposition are all the time. We need to push the boat a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it showed against Liverpool that we did that. We we weren't scared. And, you know, the amount of chances that, like, we had that Dendonka chance as well, didn't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. If you look... Yeah, you would like him to do a little bit better there, to be fair. I mean, no, no one expected him to score because he's Dendonka. But, mm-hmm. but I think that that was the thing, though. Because they were there... I mean, it's mad saying that the team that finished second, they were there for the taking again. Yeah. yeah. And we we were forcing them into mistakes more than them making them off their own back. I mean, the last time I saw someone misjudge a ball like, like Galato did was Gully in that charity game. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to hate that. He's going to hate that. It's just faxy. But, um, <laughs> oh, but the God. fact that... I mean, what did it, I mean? What did it take so? Why did it take so long? What were they checking for? Because it seemed like an age for for the kickoff. I fucking cause... tell you what, we should have had at least one penalty. Oh well, let's. I mean, honest. it didn't even show a replay. But they oh. didn't show a match of the day either. Did they not, well, but, no, they didn't show a match of the day. They didn't. Show, they didn't show about half of Wolves' chances. But that that the, the penalty, um, the Toti Gomez one. Yeah, when he was yeah, pushed 100%, over. Good, good 100% God, penalty. Uh, I, I, I don't understand what Stu, you're you're resident VAR. Um, I was going to use a very choice word there. You're Peter ex- Walton, as they called me last week. Yeah, <laughs> Pete. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't understand how VAR looked at that and went. Ah, it's probably not enough in that when you can see literally on the replays and pushes him over. Well, they've looked at it, and it's the whole checking club badge thing. Because it's yeah. clear as day that it's fucking bent yeah. now. Because I mean, to, I mean, Dale's come out and go and follow Dale Johnson. Great, um, the VAR review every week on normally on a Monday, but it's just bent. There's yeah. no way. I mean, you can understand the ref not seeing it because it was chaos and it was a swinging mm-hmm. ball and there's yeah. bodies in the way. Fine, whatever. It was right in front of us. I mean, when it happened, I just laughed because you know you're not going to get it anyway. Because this is the this is the league we're in. I mean, the the Matinho, the Matinho penalty at Man City, yes. has that happened at all again? No. Other than the, for Man City at Everton. But it's listen, just, listen, it listen. Is, it's blatantly obvious what's going on. There's listen, no excuse for it. There's no excuse listen, for it anymore. Liverpool had a penalty shout. I can't remember the exact incident now. It might have been when, when Jota went through. I think when Jota went mm. through and did Bolly come and slide across. Oh, yeah, when it, it, it hit yeah. him on his chest and it, it looked yeah. like it could have been handball. You should have seen any replays there was for that. <laughs> there was about seven. VAR mm. was checking it, and then, but you could even argue the push by Trent on Wang. Yeah, mm, it would have been softer, but you could, you could. There's certainly an argument for that. If it, was, like if, it, if it was the other way around, if it was the other way around, they'd have got it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and this what, is the annoying thing. Yeah, that's that's the where the argument breaks down. You think, well, okay, are, are we being like? Gold-coloured spectacles and this kind of stuff, but when you were, when you think about it, and the, the, how have they not conceded a penalty all season long? That's not a coincidence, nah. at all. Nah. You look at you look at the amount of things, the amount of penalties they should have had against them that just don't get given. It's it's embarrassing. It's it's pointless. It's, it's, it's pointless. I mean, yeah. I, I I thought about this at the start of the season. I mean, I didn't get to Spurs for that was my own cock up, but. At the start of the season, I was thinking, well, is there any point going to these games against the the, the Snake Six? Because yeah. we're not going to get anything. And if we do have a chance, then it's going to be somehow turned against us or and we're not going to get the rubber of the green. And this this doesn't this is a, isn't a Wolves problem. It's league-wide. Yeah. It's bent as fuck. It just is. Yeah. 100%. I think my, my issue with, with kind of penalties and big clubs and whatever, I can get on board... If it's that greyish area where that's soft, it, because fortune favours the brave, especially when like attack with attacking penalties, like they're going to get more. Liverpool are going to get more penalties because they get in the box more. They're going to concede less because they have less players coming in the box. But on Sunday, that was just again stupidly clumsy defending. It, yeah. Again, like 
not to not to drag you um, Thomas Telford into this yet again. Sir Kevin's going to have a field day when he listens to this. <laughs> um, I was I was going to say something really offhand, then and I and I won't because I'm going to be on my best behaviour. Um, like you, you'd be like, oh, it, it like it's a proper schoolboy one, and you know, like the linos <laughs> literally in line with it. The, the, I think the only thing is that Gomez doesn't make a big deal of it. I think, but do you know what's going through? Is like these refs now, them earning six figure salaries to make these decisions. Like, you've got VAR helping you as well. So that's two referees looking at incidents, being able to look at incidents that you've missed, and they're still making such massive, blatant mistakes. And it's concerning. Like, you know what? If it was like from a direct corner, and, you know, there's always a bit of argy bargy in the box or whatever, and he's. You know, nudged him in the back, or whatever. I can see how that doesn't always get given. Yeah, there's What's only it? two of them in the box. It's it's bizarrely. It's a really good set piece by Wolves. If you think yeah. it was from a set piece, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah and I'm, I'm kind of creating a memory now. But it was really well worked for Wolves because Gomez sprung the offside trap or whatever to get into that position. I just, I just can't get my head around it, but... Um... I mean, it sums it up. I mean, you look at how many referees have been called up to be VARs in the next round of FIFA games in the summer from England. How many? Probably one. None? None. None at all. It's embarrassing. And what does that say? VAR's not the problem. It's a dickhead's running the thing that's the problem. Yeah, and no, it, it is. This, it stu- is. This, stuff, this stuff does happen occasionally in Germany and France, Spain, but not to this level. Not to the level that we have here. Nowhere near. And then when Declan Rice was um, after the Europa League final, yeah. was, was in the ref. Yeah. And then he had to come out and apologise. But sometimes I do agree with we need to respect the officials, especially at a grassroots level and all that sort of stuff. But when it's when it's blatant cheating, you've got to be called up on your bullshit, man. It's as simple as that. I think my... Like, my easiest way of doing it is you mic up the referees because yeah. if you like mic them up and yeah. it's that and it's good enough to pick up the players as well you stamp two issues out in one you ensure that there's better communication with the players um from a referee's perspective in terms of explaining decisions after mm-hmm. a game as well so yeah that literally the people who are paying to watch the fucking thing I have some reasoning behind what's going on. If the, if but also, it, may, it, it, it cancels out any of the abuse angle because as soon as... It, I think it happened in the NBA. Mm. Uh, like they, they didn't used to have the refs mic'd up. So, you know, they, they had players mouthing off all the time. As soon as they did, about a week where everyone got fined and everyone stopped it because, you know, it's, it's, all, it's like the silly behaviour that just goes along with things. It's the same as pitch invasion. It's like, oh, we just see that as the norm because that's what people do. It's like, no, that's not correct behaviour. Same as same as mouthing off to a referee. You don't have to do it. It doesn't make any difference. You can yeah. control that very small element of you. So yeah. I'm going on a rant about society now, aren't I? Pull me back in, <laughs> pull me back in, Stu. I mean, um, we'll talk about you, how hang being crap in a second then. I mean, you don't even have to do it. You don't have to go the, the NFL route and have it for the refs to talk to the stadium. That's not what we're asking for. Uh-huh. You don't even have to have them broadcast. You can no. All that you need... I mean, it's not like they've got enough wires on them. They've probably got more wires than Robocop anyway, all over their body with the VAR communication and the, the linesman thing and everything, and the watches. So adding one more wire or some kind of headset, or, which they've already got anyway. Yeah all, yeah. You, all you need is something to record it to. I mean, you're not talking like in the nineties, just sticking a dictaphone on the back. It's, it's like the, you just put another, this female ref was refing a game at Leicester university or something. It was on YouTube and she was mic'd up. Um, and then it just replayed the footage and you could hear her speaking to the players, speaking to her assistants. And I, she was, a really good ref. She had, yeah. was an absolutely fantastic ref. Can't remember her name now, so I do apologise, but she was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, we understand that refs are humans as well. You know, refs will make mistakes just like Ronaldo and Messi will miss a penalty. These things happen. But if he was, if a ref was just quiet and be like, you know what, I just missed it. Yeah. And that's why I had to go to VAR because 
in the moment, I just didn't see it. Or if they're going to give a shite and ball decision, well, like Matinho or White Man City, I don't even know if you could excuse that one. But let's say there's there's a handball and he's like, to be fair, from my view, his arm was outstretched. It struck his hand. That's why I gave the penalty. That's all we need to know. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like you, you're talking about an, an example there. They use it in the A-League in Australia. I mean, yeah. Jared Gillett, who's who's over here now as a, as a ref and a VAR assistant, whatever. He The whole thing that made him famous was that, that clip of him refing that game and him talking to the players that they use they use it on Fox I think it was Fox Sports over there and mm. um, they use that later on just to show it because when it was his last game and he was mic'd up so that it's been done before and you've got him doing exactly what you just said Luke explaining the decisions and it, like you were saying yeah just go to the monitor to sell it to the fans like a VAR decision which yeah. we all know that's what they do it anyway because everyone was outraged the first year <laughs> but that's all you want, but yeah. they won't do it here because it's bent. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, because they can't do it. Yeah, oh, because yeah, it, it I don't have ball because some geezer from the Premier League give me 60 grand to make sure they won the game and there was a penal. <laughs> because that's what's happening, eh? <laughs> Let's be I was going to say, like, my, <laughs> they're being so, similar with other areas of life at the moment, it's incompetent at best, corrupt at worst. Um, there was a bit of a sliding doors moment, I think, in the game. I think you'll agree. So it's when Pedro Neto went off injured because I think he was back to being our star boy. Like, he got his first goal of the season. Like, I know, but only, I think it's like his 12th appearance. And But Huang came on. Now, we, we, we've spoken about Huang before. And like, I know like that there were some pelters going around on the internet um, today. And, and yesterday about why I, I can see why they brought him on over the other attacking players. That doesn't necessarily mean though he was particularly great. Um, I, I, I'd like to see I, his I would... um, ball retention or pass completion stats because it seemed like every time he got the ball and he went on a dribble, he got tackled, and a lot of his passes were very very loose. I put it in the group earlier. I was going to say, I'm going to oh, quietly sorry. find it while you, while, you, while you fill and I'll pretend to be smart. Yeah, because, I mean... <sighs> I mean, he's... Neto was absolutely superb and you could actually see the game shift when he got taken off. Yeah. It, it, it killed us. It caught, as soon as he went off and you saw Juan come on, it was just a case of, okay, we're not going to win this game now. So, um, to give you an idea, so Huang um, during the game had 36 touches and he lost uh, possession 20 times. Uh, 16. Now, he had nine accurate passes out and that was 50%. So, he had a 50. So, yeah, he had, what, 18 passes as well? So, his pass completion was 50%. Yeah, according to whatever screenshot that's really, the wonderful really Tom poor, that is, that's really, really poor. I mean, it, when it, you're replacing a Lamborghini with a Flintstone car, <laughs> taking Neto off to bring him on. I mean, I've ne- it was up there with one of the worst performances I've seen in the Premier League as a Wolves player, and that's including some of the Dave Jones stuff that worried. Like, he's probably worse than fucking Oleg Lushny. That's how bad he is. <laughs> I don't understand how he's this bad and why he's here. Uh, we can't get rid of him now. <laughs> it's because he, he got them. He got three goals early on, and that's why. Because I mean, one, one fell like three and five or something daft like that. One of them he fell into two yeah. two inches out. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's it's not looking good, is it, for Wang? Mm. Because I mean, even. Months and months ago, I think I mentioned it in, in the group one, one time. How many times are you watching a game and it's 65 minutes in and you're like, bloody hell, Wang's on the pitch. Yeah. He's so ineffective. So, so ineffective. Like, the game, just it's just passing him by. I, I mean, I don't know what he was like at Leipzig, but it seems like this is just a level too high for him at this moment. I mean, at Leipzig, he, barely, he, didn't, he didn't score any in the league, did he? I think he had like yeah. 20... 20 appearances and didn't score any off top of he, he did great at Salzburg in the Austrian Prem. I think my, my sort of view on Huang is he's actually quite a good finisher, but he doesn't offer 
anything else and we are not catered to have a player who is literally good from eight yards out. But I don't we need so much more. The the problem is for them until he got knackered, he was all he was okay ish. He he wasn't good, um, but he was a goal scorer at least for a bit. But then he got the hamstring injury and he come he's come back. You know what you you know they they go with the one leg on the um and the game at half time against Norwich. Mm. It, that's like I mean he had better control than Wang does, and it's it's almost like this is what's happened to him and he's got some kind of some kind of fleshy Terminator and uh, skin over the top because he, he, that's not a human leg. I mean, how can <laughs> anyone? I said this two weeks ago. I, I me. I have a better first touch than him. I haven't played football for about seven years. And that's from goalkeeper as well. He is shit. And there's no, there's no, it doesn't make any sense what, how, it, how this has happened to him. I mean, the only thing that's going for him is that he can't be any worse. And that with a pre-season, maybe, some, yeah. somehow, maybe, they can do something. I mean, don't, get him, don't, don't give him a holiday. Just leave him, just drill him every day. For the next yeah, for the next ten ten he's weeks, still allowed ten days in bed no, no, with a family, like you know what I mean. Not, yeah, he's he's not Happy magnificent. Um, all right, so we've talked about Wang being less than great, but lots of players who have been pretty poor recently did turn it on. Whether it was yeah, they probably paid for moves. That's why. That's yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, did I actually? Yeah, so there you go. There's the other graphic. Um, wanting to end on a high, or was it just shot window stuff? I'm glad I got you two on because I knew I was going to get to a point quickly if it was others. I just because Willie Bolly. What happened to Willie Bolly? Where's he been? Where's he been the last six weeks? I know he put that one tackle. He put in was it on oh. Salah? <laughs> what a tackle that was! Um, I mean, if Tati was, I thought Tati was superb. Totti, sorry, I thought. Tossi was was absolutely superb, but thought Cardi was absolutely shocking again against Liverpool. Shock, um, but yeah, I think I think Raul might have been playing playing up for the MLS cameras. <laughs> He's gutted for the preseason tour's got binned off. Hasn't he? <laughs> His agent had lots of meetings lined up that week. I, to be fair to Raul, I actually thought he played okay against Liverpool. He so did. much better than what we've seen the last sort of six or seven games. Um, but he had no, he had he had no playing with him, and like we've we've missed Podence. Don't get me wrong, and finally now we've had Pedro Neto at, at, at some level of fitness, and you know he's. I don't think Neto's been poor since he's been in the team, and even the last couple of games when he's played, is you can literally see that fitness improving week in week in week in, yeah, weeky. Oh, I'm knackered here, boys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jimenez, he needs better players around him, but he needs to play better himself. I mean, it's it's not been a great campaign for him by his own no. high standards. But yeah, I, I couldn't quite work out if I felt some of them were playing for moves. Or it was literally just, you know, what it, it suited their styles as well. Because Jimenez usually has a decent game against Liverpool. Bolly usually has a decent game against Liverpool. Because Bolly just gets to, you know, politely defend. That's what he's quite yeah. good at. Back I mean, to all stuff. I mean, Bolly. I mean, when he replaced Kilman, we all thought, "How hey, has he come back and put this kind of a performance in after such a time away?" And this was probably as good as that performance was. Probably better. I mean, that that tackle was Ryan Bennett against Chelsea esque. You know, <laughs> yeah. couldn't, couldn't believe it. But yeah, I think Raul. Though I think that. Laying on that assist as well after just a few minutes, kind of you could see the, the confidence come back to him a little bit. Yeah, and you are right, Rich. I mean, playing with someone who's not a loser is probably <laughs> probably a good thing. I mean, that, that ball across that he, he yeah he, he blasted it at Wang, probably thinking, well, he's going to mess it up anyway. <laughs> um, but he still got himself in that position. He hasn't been doing that for no. months on end. Mm-hmm. I mean, Southampton when he got his goal, the movement from. There's been few and far between, and yeah, again, just like there have not been enough chances this season for our attackers to be behind the opposition's back line, hmm. and it's where we actually we're quite we, we're quite good, and it's 
It's frustrating, isn't it? It's like, it's like, oh, all of a sudden we're like, oh, you know what? Emirates did a bit of all right. Now I don't have a game for three months. <laughs> Sound. Um, I'd say, sort of, before we wrap up, then, guys, I guess, did it feel like a bit of a goodbye to some movies? So we talked about, you know, right, a bit of jokingly, but it was a bit of shop window stuff for a couple of the players. But of course, and it pains me to say it, we did we did have sort of another it feels like he's just with Ruben Neves. Luke, I'm a, I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's true. Do you know like the Return of the King? Where there's about mm. eight different endings. That's what it's felt like recently with for me and Ruben Neves. Because it just keeps thinking feel like we're having a goodbye after goodbye after goodbye. Yeah. And I mean I'll I'll put the um the soundtrack to where uh, I mean, he's obviously he's not died like Paul Walker did in, in Fast and Furious, but I, I'll put that that song on on the way home, and I, I was getting all upset <laughs> um, because this. I mean, that's why I wasn't really overly fussed against Norwich because I thought, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be there next week at Liverpool. But you could see, I mean, it, how they the squad kind of fo- pushed him forwards as well for him to go as a claim. Then he was there, punk, tapping the badge and everything on his chest, and this was this was more. Than it was last week. Um, this this was the 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 last one, and yeah, it, it was it was strangely emotional. Now, I can't think of a player that I've even. I mean, we didn't really get to say bye to Bully because he had to retire. But there ain't been many that you think, oh, okay, this is really sad now that you've got you've got to leave, um, like it was in Neves. I mean, it, it was just it was different. This 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 one was worse than ever. And we all know why, and but for his own sake, he, he has to get out of this place. <laughs> yeah. I was say, the nearest I could think of was maybe like when Joey and Lescott went, but that didn't have the same no. emotional impact. And but again, it's like similar circumstances. It's like, well, he has to leave Wolves because he's far too good for us. Do you think the reason lots of people are upset is just because? It's going to be so so hard to replace him, and also, a lot of people don't have faith that we will be able to. Yeah, I think I think that's a concern. Not, not, not so much that it will be so hard to replace him because yeah, he's a fantastic player, but you know there are other good central midfielders that play football as well. You yeah, know what I mean, um, any player is replaceable. No player is ever bigger than the club. Um, and I even thought that when Bakri Sako left, and I love Sako. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the biggest concern is, do we trust to replace him? Because my trust in uh, that side of the club at the moment is low. Because I mean, as good as Neves is, is if, if somebody's saying, look, it's £70 million for that man, that, that does soften the blow. As a fan, that really softens the blow. You know, that's a lot of money for a club like Wolves. But then where's it going to go? Where's the Java money? <laughs> It'll be eSports um, chairs. That's my, yeah. that's, but, that's my bet. That's what I'll be spending the money it, on. It, it, it could be where Neves leaving is positive for the club because then the money that we get for him is then positively invested in the team because the team is bigger than Neves, as good as a player he is. Well, I, I said something similar on a Liverpool show early this week when we were talking about um, Connor Cody and sort of said, problem is he can't really play in a back four, so we have to play the back five with him in it. So him being in the team is sort of fundamentally holding us back because yeah, we can't have an extra player in midfield. So yeah. if he went and, yeah, I'm probably a bit harsh just with my words, but it could almost be to a benefit of the team if we are able to play some with a decent centre-half and we are able to get another midfielder. And like, there, there, there is, you know, plenty of save, but, you know, no, no one's replaceable. And actually, even... Ruben Neves, who has been a magnificent footballer, isn't isn't I mean, so much of a linchpin in this team where it's like we are going to fundamentally have to change how we play. I am just in denial, by the way, when I'm saying all this. Oh yeah, mate, like it's it's yeah. a massive blow that he's gone. Like it's gutting. 
it is proper gutting, but we don't know what the future holds. So why sit here being all depressed about it when it could end up being positive? Yeah, he's a fantastic player, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be negative. But yeah. <laughs> but we've, we've, we've lost, we've lost great players before. It's not like we've not lost great players before. No, that's not that's not the problem, is it? The the the, the problem is the, I can easily see him going for 60, 70 million, which is probably fair. Um yeah. two years left on his deal, whatever. We can, anything less than fifty million and yeah, there's no point. In, there's and, no point and we'd, burn, we'd burn out the club shop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the the problem is, like you said, it's I can you can quite easily see Neves being sold mm. and starting the season with then Duncan in midfield and then coming out with some bollocks and oh well, the, it was hard in the window. We couldn't get who we wanted to. And it's like, well, <laughs> if Villa can literally sign someone. Mere minutes after the end of the season finishes, yeah, there's someone who's who was actually quite decent as well who'd probably do a job for us. There's no excuse anymore. All this bollocks, all the all the FFP nonsense that we were fed last year that didn't matter anyway. There's no excuses anymore, and we've had. I mean, I put a jokey tweet early about Laurie Del Rumpel, but since Laurie left, everything's gone to shit off the off the <laughs> field. We've signed rubbish and nonsense on it. No one's. We're still playing the vast majority of the team who've got who played the first game in the Premier League anyway. And you think that more the case that Neves is the be, one of the best players we've ever had, definitely in our lifetime. It's what he represents that it's a massive missed opportunity for them as an investment company that didn't back up what they said they were going to do. And if we'd if we'd have put the money in two years ago to back up the team that we had then. Which is we? It's a worse team now than it was then, regardless of points. Mm. We could have had something special, but no, we're not because this team's two years older. Half of them are going to leave anyway, <laughs> or be forced out, or sold. And you're looking at without Jose Sar, Jose Sar keeping us in games and saving us nine goals, which is mad. We could be in proper serious trouble next season. But, but also. And, how long have Falson owned us for now? Five seasons or six years? Six, six years. years. Yeah. So let's say they're working off five year plans. So they've gone from, was we 14th in the championship when they took over? Yeah. And in five years, we've then gone to 17th in the Prem. Uh, no, sorry. Was it four, 15th in the Prem? Or wherever yeah. we finished last season. So then the next five year building block is from 15th in the Prem to then see where we go there. You know, it's, it's just like. When the first came in, it was always the project, the project, the project, the project. So now, let's just hope that they're looking at it as the project again, but from a different starting point. And we're a lot more advanced at this stage than we was when the first take took over. So when when the guy was when we was in the championship and the guy was a wonder kid from Porto, you know, what's to say they're not going to give us something amazing again now from tenth in the Prem? Well, that, that's the dreaming, but it, it's they fundamentally and, changed. And, and what's dreaming, Stu? It's for it's three, for, mate. Not for much you longer. Know what you watch. Stu thinks we're going to sit. No, we're taxing our mind soon. Right, I'm going to quietly shift the conversation on. So, end of the season, bitterly disappointed that we've actually ended up finishing tenth because we'd spent the last, I think. 12 games or something ridiculous in eighth and all of a sudden we'd end up slipping still still top half of the table still we'll still 20 points on fourth <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it was a slip second half of the season we, we have got a couple of end, end of season reviews guys we've got a player ratings one season as a whole and you know what we're thinking over the summer but guys initial reaction when it came to six o'clock yesterday and you saw that final league position I wanted to be happy because I've been going on all bloody week thinking 38 game season finished 10th better than I thought at the start of the season and then you go a third of it has been bad and I yeah, mean last bad. season like two thirds of it was bad like really bad now we've got it down to one third <laughs> yeah invincible, oh, invincible oh, next season so I've I've been doing a bit of thinking on this and like 
we are definitely we, we're joking about it before we show we're definition mid-table we're inconsistent my worry now and hopefully what you two can convince me otherwise is that football's all about momentum isn't it so if we'd have had our points more evenly distributed throughout the season then we'd have been in the same position but i think we'd have all kind of coped whereas we kind of had a bit of a liffy start and then rode very high and then sank sort of like a ship. But it's going to be really hard for them not to carry that into next season because I mean, it's like that, that, you know, you only remember your last result, uh, you know, and our last few have not exactly been ones to remember. The problem is, what gets overall though, fresh yeah. mentality, then, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. I think that, that's yeah. the only way it's going to happen because in the 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 worry for me is that this is the second time this has happened to Bruno Lars as a manager, and yeah. the, he ended up leaving Benfica when this happened to him, and he couldn't change he couldn't change things when it went bad. He just he he just lost and lost and lost. And for a club like that to to end with, with the run that they did was kind of unforgivable, really. And there's. Yeah, DR still can't believe that they didn't take the Vitinho option. Vitinho last year, with Trinkau this year, Trinkau train. And there's loads of different mistakes that they've made over the years that seem like for an investment company as well, which we have to remember that's what they are. Do you think, okay, Vitinho's gone on better, and he's won Port, he's, he was in contention for Porto's player of the year. And you don't know that if you shit, do you? So. Trinkau is obviously the most one of the most frustrating players you've ever seen in your life, but there's still something there, and uh, I still think that it's something that will come out eventually, given a preseason, like I'd always always said. But there's issues like that, and there's issues all over the, the, the falling outs and all that kind of thing. I just don't see other than massive change <laughs> where you're going to change that momentum from. I know it's a bit downbeat of me being the depressing one, but. Remember when I said for the um, before Newcastle, and we were doing our predictions then about how many points we'd get, and I said five, mm. I said five, and everyone took the piss out of me again. We ended up with two, <laughs> two. That's why we was taking the piss. Yeah. Can't believe how optimistic you are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> there's there's been certain things that have been there that have been blatantly obvious to us, like how Saw massively kept us in games and we're all like, oh, the defence is amazing. Well, it's not. We've got one of the best keepers in the league having a massive purple patch um, that's kept us in the top half of the table eventually. But these issues have been there all season. It's just kind of, we've papered over it with individual performances and things like that. So I'd be fearful Let's put it that way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried. I'd be fearful to what's going to happen if there's not massive change in numbers and personnel. Well, that nicely brings on to Twitter corner because we've got one silly question, one straight line football question, and an interesting football question. So I'm going to do a straight line one because it links in exactly what you were saying, Stu. So from Adam Melia. How many of the players that started yesterday will start the first game next season? So, out of the goodness of my heart, I'll bring up the lineup for you to yeah. see. So, we had Saar, Johnny, Bolly, Cody, Toti, Eight, Nori, then Duncan, Neves, Martino, Jimenez, Neto. So, um, tell you what, if we just do it as a group, so if we knock through, so Jose Saar, first is. choice, I, I think he stays next season. So, that's one. Well, well. Oh, if Stu, don't do this to me. Stu, he's not going anywhere. Stu, come on. You, you, you wouldn't think so, but just think, we signed him for 6.8 million. If someone offers some at 35, 40 for a 29-year-old, uh, soon to be 29-year-old, you've got to think, if, we be, if we're buying uh, goalkeepers from America, we've got Birmingham's Player of the Year in Sarkic as well. That wouldn't surprise... I mean, I, I, would, I would hate it, um, but I wouldn't rule that out. So maybe. Okay. Uh, I can still see Johnny you could say maybe it. for everyone now, couldn't you? Johnny, yeah. all right then. What if Barcelona come in? He's gone. Willie Bolly, yeah. Leon, I'm after a new defender. He <laughs> wants to go back to France. He's gone. Cody, yeah. He'll stay. Totti, <laughs> Totti, he wants to go back to Portugal. Porto, I want him. He's gone. Ait Nuri, yeah. He's going to Leon with Bolly. 
Then Donker's going to play for Anderlecht. Neves will get all his money from. Martinez will stay. Jimenez is going to the MLS, maybe. And Neto, maybe Juventus won him. There we go. Sorted. So if you do it properly, so yes. Johnny, yes. Toti, yes. Bolly and Cody, I'm not I'm not convinced that Cody will still be here, to be honest. I think that do you, think, there might be... do you think he could leave? I think he could. I, mean, I, I think feel, that, that... I feel like he's a lifer, I do. Who's that... gonna buy him? Newcastle. They're mad, are they? They've got Would they've got money to... there though, because he loves it here, don't we? And he does captain. love it here. But it's depending if we want to move on. Eight Nuri is obviously gonna stay. Then you, the, the whole midfield you're looking at and think, well, obviously Nevers has gone. Dendonka probably will be here, sadly. Um, and Matinho, <laughs> I mean, would you offer him a two-year deal at this point? I know he, he, from his point of view, he'd want one. I mean, maybe he could kind of twist his arm with one year that, with the option that be, the second year being for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's how I'd go about it. Yeah, that's um, it. That's, I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Raul, God knows. And then Neto, yeah. So you look at half the team. And then you look at the subs. Ruddy, gone. Put it back up. Ruddy, gone. Hervat, he's gone. Chip boo. Marcel, gone. Pedence, he looks like he's gone. Trinko, gone. Mascara, he'll probably stay. Silva, I'd send him on loan, but he might stay. Chiquino, he'll stay and he'll be an important player for the next season because he is a player. And Wang will stay and we'll just continue hating him for another 12 months. <laughs> then he'll go on loan to somebody and then in four years' time, he'll leave on a free. I mean, let's be honest, Grasshopper's are going to get a hell of a player in, in he's saying, six months' time. Well, if uh, did they qualify for the Champions League? Because I'm sure there's up there, wasn't there? There's the, sure. limit as, there's the limit as on loans like, next season, remember, as well. So we can only send we have a th- three, I think. You can club. only have three going to the same club, yeah. And we had four last season going to... Um, yeah. going to the, How's that... Um, oh, what's, what's his name? Bala? The right-back who was on loan at Yeah, yeah. Has he had a decent season? Apparently so. I mean, I mean in Spears' uh, loan report, he said he's had an excellent season. So, who knows? So mm. We could have a couple. We could also have a couple of hidden gems as well. Yeah, like, he, 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 like, we well. signed a Japanese international. Um, who? We saw, he's, he's out of Zurich. Um, there was the other South Korean player, the winger. Um, now you're going to test me on their names, aren't you? We signed them both in January and shipped them out immediately. But um, Hawabe, um, it's a Japanese, oh, yeah. Japanese international. Um, you know, most likely will end up just turning a small profit on him. But you never know. And we still got Bonatini's still contracted for a year. So. <laughs> oh, I'd rather have Bonatini than Wang. I'll tell you now. What about the Ecuadorian? Uh, he's school? in Miami. Do you think he's ever going to return from Miami to Northampton? <laughs> yeah, have you seen the weather today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's been pissing it down in um, Costa del Schiffnel today. Um, right. As I kind of alluded to earlier, the preseason tours got cancelled. So, what teams would you like to play in preseason friendlies outside of the US tour? Um, one English, I'm going to allow you to stretch it to British if you want, slash Great Britain and Ireland, and one continental team um, at home. So, Stu, I was thinking of this, so I've got two answers for the away away trip in Great Britain. Whitby? We could yeah, play the Whitby Goffs. Yeah. No, <laughs> Whitby, I've got a team. They've got a team. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking we play exclusively the Whitby Goffs team. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Whitby yeah. Goffs? Yeah, there used to be. I, I, I'm oh, please it's... tell me it's a team of Goffs. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure it's still a thing. There used to be an annual game um, of the Whitby Goffs versus the Whitby Gazette, which is just like the local journos. Yeah. This is a magnificent place. There's an annual a... Goff festival in Whitby. Yeah. Is, that, is that where you go every year? Yeah, not, not well. Got... So, sometimes I've been there that year, that week. But sometimes there's there's also a steampunk week as well, where people could dress like in Victorians with like with guns and stuff on themselves. It's great. I think if if we're being realistic though, it's got to be Rangers, hasn't it? Rangers away in the sunshine. That wasn't going to be mine. Mine was going to be Abbey Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. 
he must have grow up. No, I'm still living on to my youth, Luke. You know this. I've got <laughs> the hair's going, so I've got to hang on to something. But we're long overdue at a shit tour, aren't we? You know, we've yeah, not played. Like, I'm thinking of like you know, proper like Welsh Prem. So go and do Aberystwyth, with New Sound. CNS. Yeah. Real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Conway Bay on the way back. Lovely yeah. old job. Imagine imagine Raul Jimenez just slumming it in Flint. <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long way when you think about it, haven't we? We yeah. have come a long way. Um, I think at home. Yeah, we've got to see it. You want home. somebody big, don't you? Like a AC Milano or something. Mm. Yeah, that's some good rap, is he? Because you got to think of the, the qualifiers and stuff as well, AU and things like that. So, And whether the season starts in earlier. I mean, you really don't, Stu. I'll listen when I... Have we ever had a German team? Oh, no. Not, I, not, I can't think it's, of, like, it's usually Spanish we get, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Someone like Bremen or someone like that. As you can imagine, I'm bringing about 5,000 over. Yeah. Well, I'll just... I'm going to go for Sam Pauli then and keep up my kind of punk vibes. Who's that? Sam Pauli. So, but um, playing Brown. Yeah, they're playing Brown. Oh, that German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that German team. Yeah, we'll we'll take that and we move. (laughs) Okay. So the last one is from uh, Todd in America. Now, Stu, I'm going to be looking for you on this one, Um, but. Is there a weird food combination that you like that might gross out someone else? I mean, why is it I get portrayed as this weirdo all the time? Um, <laughs> Can I, I tell you what? Don't worry, I'll let you think. So the only one I could come up with, and I've not had it in years, but chocolate and Doritos. Oh. And, uh, this is like Andy putting like chocolate um, um, Reese's things in their popcorn. This is quite common. Yeah. I, I yeah. realise it's not uncommon. Would that be like salty popcorn or sweet popcorn? <laughs> I would imagine it work with sweet popcorn. Yeah. Or, the, I mean, or if you half and half. a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's one that I used to do. I mean, my, my old hangover cure used to be um, <laughs> a tomato, um, tomato and basil cup of soup and a cheese spread sandwich. That, that, that used to be a thing. Being dip it in. The, the only thing I can think of, but it's completely not abnormal, is when I have a Sunday dinner, I cake it in apple sauce. Like I love apple sauce. <laughs> there's loads of people that don't like apple sauce, and I just don't understand how you can not like apple sauce. No. What on beef? I've got two questions. I'd have apple sauce on any meat. <laughs> and you no. put on like it would be gravy, or do you have like a dollop on the side? No, like you get the apple sauce. So you got your roast, okay? You got your roast. Yeah. Apple sauce, bang some in the Yorkshire puddings. Apple sauce, bang it on the meat. Apple sauce, bang it in the mash. Apple sauce, <laughs> put it on your veg. Apple sauce, what else do you have? Oh, all over your roast potatoes as well. You disgrace, Luke. I can't really have apple sauce and mash it. I don't, you, you know I what? Don't you, know you, why people wouldn't like it? You might as yeah. well. You might as well just pour just pour Magnus all over your dinner and be done with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you not eat apple sauce? You have it with pork, then you that's about it. Yeah, it is traditionally you have it with pork. Yeah. I can understand you having it with other, other meat. I can you know so, okay, if you it, have, it's if the you idea of pork. it being spread everywhere. I don't because it comes so, in little jars. it doesn't come in big jars, does it? Just sometimes. Well, after it's where you fucking get it from. Well, out of it. Industrial well, kitchen. If you had, if you had a pork dinner on a plate with mash, roast potatoes, gravy, and that, you're telling me you'd only put the apple sauce on the pork? You put it on the side, like with cl- like cranberry with turkey. I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say why I would. Put this, why would you put it on the side? So if you have mint sauce on your Sunday dinner, do you just put it on the side, or do you put it all? No, out? but that's mint. Mint sauce is different, though. Is it, well, yeah, they're all different, like but yeah, because it's all sauce. Yeah, apples, apple sauce, cranberry sauce, ketchup. These are side sauces. That, that's so you what don't squirt sauce all over your chips and that. Well, no, never can help. What? You, you put curry sauce over your chips. But you, 
Or you put brand yeah, sauce just, over your chips if you're weird. I feel like you're just making up different rules for different sauces. And I, I don't make the rules. should be treated the same. <laughs> Justice for sauces. Yeah. This, it, you can't. No. This is, it doesn't make any sense. making me hungry because he knows applesauce all over your Sunday dinner is banging. It sounds sickly, really. It's, 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 the, it, it, it's uh, the amount of it that, of it stressing me out. Yeah, I could... Like, the jars that I'm about that big, I could have it half a jar. Easy. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, my, my, I my, think that's rough. I mean, my problem with applesauce, it looks like when you have, like, you know when you have a nose infection and you <laughs> you get really bad, like, like it's not in the back of your nose and you can feel yeah. it and then it comes out and it, that's what applesauce looks like to me. Yeah, but it don't taste like that. No, but it... that's what I'm saying. Oh, melted chocolate looks like shit, so I ain't gonna eat it. But it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. You wouldn't put chocolate all over my dinner either. Well, of course you wouldn't, because that's chocolate. <laughs> it's exactly the same. This is like it... what about Nutella? Would you put Nutella all over your Sunday dinner? No, because it's chocolate. Yeah, and chocolate and apple thing. are different. That's I like saying not... I don't fucking know. But it, <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Will Martin, you might as well. Yeah, but you, you're, you're creating an open apple pie. That's what you're doing. You're pizzerizing a Sunday dinner. Yeah, but would you? do you eat apple pies? Sometimes. Yeah. So then you'd probably like apple sauce, wouldn't you? Yeah, but not all over everything. Yeah, I was going to say, so mine's A, a the amount, and B... Like I, I'm, I don't like having sauces that are going to potentially mix with one another. I'll tell you what then, next time you have a Sunday dinner, just get a little bit of apple sauce, put some on your mash, put some on your um why why, why can't I just roast. have it its own little its own little like designated area? Well, if you want to put it on the side of the plate, you can, but then you've got to get it all on the fork and mix it in with the mash. Yeah, this because is, you'd that... do that anyway, so why not just put it on the mash? But you don't put it on the mash. You, you use applesauce on, on pork. You don't put, like, like, if you have steak and chips, you don't put mustard everywhere. Do you? you put mustard in a little pot on the side. What about peppercorn sauce? On the steak only, but not on the chips. Oh, nah, see, nah, man, you can have it with the chips as well. And this is your problem, do you discriminate against different sauces? So it's okay <laughs> for peppercorn sauce to go on your steak. We, it's okay for mustard to go on your steak. We, we're, not, we're not being saucist, do you? <laughs> you definitely are. We need to make like some sort of like checklist. So, what sauce? You know, is it on the side? Is it in a separate part, or is it slabbed all over? Because like gravy for me can go over. Doesn't matter what it's like. Go, go over anything. You don't put it to the side. All right. So let me answer. Riddle Ketchup, me this side. Riddle me this. You go to the chippy and yeah. you have a kebab, and he says sauce and salad, mate. Are you going to say, yeah, sauce, mint sauce all over it, and yoghurt mint, but just on the side, please, mate. No, you're going to put it all over the kebab. You've bet that's you how sauce <laughs> be used and treated. Yeah, but why would you have yoghurt mint and mint? <sighs> all right. This is... If he says, all right, then you say yoghurt mint all yeah. over, chilli on the side. Well, no, you because it... Would you? <laughs> it's a different world. See, chip shop, chip shop, it's, 100%. chip shop world is a different world altogether. Yeah, because because it's you know you ain't got a choice unless unless you do, you have one where they put the meat separately on the side and not on top of the chips. If it's already in a if it's in a container where there isn't necessary space to put extra. Yeah, it's like oh, again, 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 we're gonna need, we're gonna need a checklist, guys. I think, and so I don't think we've got ordered, time for it today. But if if you ordered a Sunday dinner off just eat, which you can now. And it come in a container. <laughs> no. no and then the side, yeah. What sauce do you want on it, mate? Uh, no, Are you, you going to say mint sauce in a cup? Yes. Why? Because that's the rules. You wouldn't say, oh, no, mate. Yeah, well, so then all... you're going to dip your food in your mint sauce. No, you're going to tip it all over your food, are you? So yeah. they might as well do it for you. That's why Chip Shop World, I different. <laughs> you're just making it different. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the, not evening's, the evening's gone to hell, but hydrogen <laughs> as well just posted Stu's the best thing about Wolves. Listen, let's just, let's just finish it now. 
I think we're going to have to, guys. So, uh, this is what Huang does to you. Honestly, this is what I'm going to have to spend the rest of my evening thinking of different sources now and and, and how I approach them. But the you know what? If you do have any thoughts on it, guys, do feel free to put them in the YouTube comments. But while you do it, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the episode. Um, big thanks to everyone who's listened to today's show. Um, if you've got this far. If, if you've got this far, uh, big thanks to everyone who's listened to this live uh, as well, because this is, um, sorry, I'm halfway through the edge spiel. I'm sorry, but I've had a great comment from Matt Bradley on the uh, on the YouTube saying, if you're ordering a Sunday <laughs> roast, you, just need, yeah, you right, need to evaluate your life choices. Right. And frankly, that's a good a place to end the show as any. Make sure you check out Wolves Fancast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for your Wolves Lols and Trolls. We've got a couple of end of season podcast as i mentioned as well where we'll be reviewing the season and looking ahead to um the summer as well big thanks to pixel yeti media and 90 min as always and until next time it's a saucy luke thompson listen if you've listened to the end right <laughs> just comment on twitter source no other context then we <laughs> know source. we know you've listened to the end and we know that you're a sad old just just if you, and if you know one of the Guys on the fan cast, even if they're not one of us three, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that that'll know they're listening, yeah. won't it? <laughs> yeah, it's goodbye from Stu. Do not conform to Apple Source, and it's goodbye from me. And lastly, up the under twenty threes on their promotion as well. 